Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is Issues 2021. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita manager Robert Layton. Welcome to Issues 2021, sir. Thanks, Steve. Good to be with you. It appears the pandemic is not over yet with the Delta variant attacking the unvaccinated. What's happening at City Hall? Are masks still required for visitors? Uh, no, they're not, Steve. Um, we, um, after um, CDC and more importantly, OSHA came out with their guidance for uh, workplace safety, uh, we lifted the uh, mask requirement. Uh, what we've said is that if you are vaccinated, uh, you're not required to wear a mask in any of our city facilities. And if you are not vaccinated, we strongly encourage you to, to wear them to protect uh, our employees and the other residents that are um, uh, in, in our buildings. But we don't have a, a, a strong uh, mask requirement. Are city employees masking up still? Um, not a lot are, uh, not at this point. Um, it's something we're talking about, um, especially with the CDC coming out this week with uh, new guidance on uh, masks in uh, public spaces. But we, it, we haven't done anything yet to change our policy. Uh, and uh, are city employees required to be vaccinated? No, they're not. They're strongly encouraged to vaccinate. What I will tell you, though, is we're, we're not going without protection for the, our customers and residents and, um, and employees. Uh, we have maintained all of the distancing requirements that went into place uh, during the, the peak of the pandemic. Also, our employees that uh, interface with the public are protected by plexiglass, and we're going to keep those safeguards in place uh, at least for the next year. Let's talk a little bit about uh, our police chief, Gordon Ramsay, who he's not making any secret about the fact that he's applied for that job in Austin, Texas, and he's apparently one of the seven finalists uh, uh, down there. Uh, what, are you, what are your feelings about uh, Chief Ramsey looking for a job? Steve, that's news to me. When did that happen? <laughs> hey, where are you been? I, I, yeah, I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, obviously. Um, um, well, you know, uh, when you build a, a good team, um, you're – you expect at times you're going to lose members to better career opportunities. And, um, you know, Austin is twice our size. Um, the department is uh, of a significant size as well. And, you know, Gordon was forthright with me, he told me that it was an intriguing um, opportunity for him for personal as well as professional reasons. And he has family in the Austin area. And so I, I would never stand in the way of somebody pursuing an opportunity. Uh, selfishly, uh, I hope that uh, he doesn't uh, get offered the job or decide to take it. Uh, but um, if for some reason he does leave us, um, he will be uh, leaving a department that's better than uh, when he got here. That's, you, we hired him in 2016. How long had you been here when that, when that hire took place? Um, I arrived in 2009, so, so I've been here for a little so while. So you've, you've had a couple of chiefs, haven't you? I have uh, Chief Williams and now Chief Ramsey. Okay, and then some interim in between. I think the I think they say that the average for a police chief is about five years, something like that, in any job before they move on. 
Uh, right. Um, and, and that ha- happens with a lot of uh, uh, local government uh, management positions. There, mm-hmm. there does tend to be some turnover, especially for those that are really skilled and, and doing uh, great work. Uh, and, you know, uh, Gordon has been, in, I think, indicative of the type of leader you need in the 21st century uh, for uh, the type of issues that face the police department. All right, let's talk about something else. How about the non-discrimination ordinance attracted a lot of attention. Did you expect that to happen? Well, I I think we all knew that um, there would be strong opinions on both sides on that issue. So like any civil rights issue, I I wasn't surprised. Mm. What's the status on the ordinance right now? Well, the council is uh, working through a process of obtaining more community input uh, and guidance uh, that they've asked for the Diversity, Inclusion, and Civil Rights Commission, uh, or excuse me, Advisory Board, to provide uh, feedback to them. I, I think they're also looking at ways to reach out to um, various leaders in the community to hear from them before uh, they consider it for a final vote. The new Riverfront Stadium's up and running, of course. And what does what does that mean to the city in terms of tax revenue? Um. You know, that's a great question. Um, there, uh, it, well, first of all, what it means is that we generate the sales tax revenue and then from the associated development, uh, the property tax revenue uh, necessary to help pay off the debt. And, um, you know, again, by them having a good season, they're averaging, I think, over 4000 a night. Uh, that's uh, putting people in seats, they're buying tickets, they're buying concessions, and that's providing a, a cash flow to, to help pay the debt. But probably more importantly, it's bringing people downtown. It's There's an electric feeling when you go to a game. Uh, I, I know the Delano businesses have really prospered from uh, the uh, the games and the activities at the stadium. And it just uh, it's a great resurgence uh, for the West Bank area of uh, downtown. Now, tell us about uh, development on the east bank of the Arkansas downtown. Is the, is the city considering that big plan that was trotted out by Persons Unknown the other day? What's, oh. the, what's, what's, what's the story there? Yes, Steve, I, I don't know. When you find somebody who can tell you the story, you know, let me know. I, it's, um, I had a, a short meeting with the group just to see the plan, uh, it's, and, and no, nothing different than what's already been shared publicly. Um, I would say that it's in its infancy. It's just a concept at this point. Uh, there hasn't been any serious discussion about um, the implementation of any of it, and and so... I, like you and others in the community, are just waiting to, to see how they um, you know, move forward and what their next step would be. Well, that's certainly, i, I got to tell you, the momentum, we had a lot of momentum going in, in, on some of these projects, and it seems like that pandemic came along and just took all the wind out of the sails. Well, yeah, yes, it did. There's no doubt about it. We were all focused uh, on the pandemic, its impact on our day-to-day lives and, and our businesses. Um, but I won't. I have a feeling that there is a lot of momentum there, right now. Uh, there is, uh, I think, a lot of enthusiasm about uh, getting back to some new normal. The activities that we have uh, throughout the community um, are picking up again. Um, yeah, I know you're aware of the programming at Nafsker Park, and there are so many other venues that are, are now gearing up for entertainment and family activities and. I just, I think there, we've come out of the pandemic pretty well. And I think we're all hoping that there isn't going to be a a significant impact from uh, the Delta variant and 
that will depend on how we as a community continue to fight the, um, the virus. But I, uh, I think the only thing, that our only project that has suffered during this and lost momentum is the, the East Bank project. And I, I'm not sure that's a bad thing. Um, it was uh, become, becoming a divisive community discussion about whether or not to save C2. And as you and I know, there's more to it than that. It's a redevelopment of the riverfront, but it needs to be done in a way that the community can support. So I, I welcome the slowdown and the opportunity to have more community discussions about what makes sense uh, on the uh, East Bank. So right now, we're talking about arts, entertainment, and the trade shows. You were just kind of uh, waiting for that to get going again, regenerate some momentum there. Century 2, uh, are we going to have a Century 2 or not? It's still up in the air, isn't it? Sure. So I'm moving forward, um, at least in short term, assuming that Century 2 will, will remain in place. And my job is to make sure that we're operating that facility uh, to the best of our ability, that we invest in it in a way that it's an attractive facility for uh, events, whether it's uh, cultural events or convention events. Um, th- the best way to do that, in my mind, is to bring in some outside expertise. And th- in August, we're going to be bringing a recommendation to the city council to hire a private firm to help us uh, operate and maintain the facility and to provide recommendations for capital improvements for the convention center and for the uh, round building. And uh, I-, I just want to make sure that we're in the best spot uh, for the use of that facility for as long as it's here. And uh, the nice thing about this uh, company is that we'll be taking a more proactive approach. We're not going to sit back and wait for conventions to come to us, but they're not. They're going to help in terms of convention business, but more importantly, bringing other entertainment and filling a lot of the dark uh, days and nights in the facility. So I'm really excited about the opportunity. Well, you know, another thing that uh, another building that got, <laughs> I think a lot of people rediscovered, was the library building, and we're going to try to preserve that in some way. I'm, I'm talking about the the uh, old library there uh, uh, with its beautiful open open glass and open space. Is it going to try to re- maintain that in some way? I, Steve, I, I think so. Um, again, there, we don't have any firm plans for the future of that building. But the, I, I, when people went into that building to, to get vaccinated, they you're right, they rediscovered it. And when you take out all of the stacks of books and the offices that kind of uh, kept you from seeing the, the beautiful uh, uh, venue, um, it was, um, you know, I think it was a surprise to everyone. And, and I'm not the biggest fan of brutalist architecture, so that's not why I'm fond of the building. I am fond of it because of uh, the potential, whether it's for a public or a private use. I, I've had a number of companies come to me and say, hey, can we buy it? We'd love to have it as an office or a headquarters building. Mm, wow. I don't really know that that's where we'll be going. I think there's a lot of interest in keeping it as a public building, but um, it does have some potential. You're listening to Issues 2021 on the Odyssey radio stations. Our guest is Wichita City Manager Robert Layton. Let's talk about the budget for the coming year. Uh, how, how much money How much money will the city spend? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we're get, we'll spend over six hundred million dollars if the council uh, adopts the recommended budget. Okay, and uh, how's that? And then we also, at the same time, the council will be adopting our capital improvement program, which is a ten-year program for all of our infrastructure improvements, and that's almost a two billion-dollar uh, uh, document or, or budget. So, six hundred million. Was that compared with last year or the year before? It's- well, we have a, it's it, yeah we have a slight increase in our expenses and that includes everything that we do 
uh, when I talk about the, it's actually 670 million. So, you know, if I round up, it's, you know, closer to 700 million. Um, That's um, a slight increase from last year, but that doesn't include just our normal operations. That includes water and sewer and uh, our capital expenses Mm -hmm. um, and our debt. Well, uh, revenue flow going to be sufficient? Are you going to have enough tax money coming in to to, uh, make that happen? Well, it, we're going to be okay, but it's only because of the federal assistance that we received to help us recover both as a city and as a community from uh, the impact of the uh, pandemic. The, uh, we're going to receive about $72 million in uh, what's called ARPA funding uh, over a two-year period uh, from the federal government, and that will allow us to offset some of the losses that we experienced and to bolster our services and about $50 million of that $72 million will be used for that purpose. And then the remainder will be used for what we call community initiatives to help with um, uh, various projects that uh, will move us towards a, a quicker recovery. Um, and I can tell you, we've gone through um, some significant public engagement already, and we've got three categories that have rated, been rated high by the community where we would target uh, some or all of that $20 million. No property tax levy increase, I presume? No. Levy uh, will remain the same, um, uh, which is, uh, what, uh, twenty over 25 years that we have been at that same <laughs> levy rate. Oh. oh, I think you should boost it just so we can have something different. What do you think? <laughs> well, you know what? It's easy for you to say that, but <laughs> I don't think I'll be making that <laughs> yeah, recommendation. There you go. Yeah. And are, yeah, are right. we talking about, uh, how, how about taking care of the city employees? Uh, are, are they going to get some increases, you think? Well, we're, yes, uh, one of the policies that the council has asked us to consider uh, and that they'll consider in the adoption of the budget is to get us to a, the equivalent of a minimum wage of $15 for our employees. We're, we'll do that uh, in discussions with our employees, and we're going through negotiations now with a few of our unions. We'll sit down with the others and then uh, come up with a plan that makes sense uh, from an employee standpoint. You know, we're seeing right now, or hearing and seeing news stories about putting people, get, putting people back to work after the pandemic, and and a lot of places just can't find people to go to work. And uh, but Chief Ramsey recently told me WPD is having no problem attracting prospective police officers. How about that? No, I think it's great, and I, and in most of our departments, uh, we are seeing uh, a, a number of people applying for jobs. Um, I won't say record level, but we, we are getting um, candidates for uh, hire, hiring. But we're also losing a lot of people. I, I do think the pandemic took a toll on folks. Uh, some folks are looking for different opportunities, and some, I think, are frankly just want to take a break. And so at times we, we're seeing more go out the door than we have coming in the door. And also, just a reminder, during the pandemic, in order to balance our budget, we did hold vacant um, a number of positions, uh, over 300, and half of those will be restored uh, this year because of the federal money that we received. Okay, so half are going to be, somebody's going to be hired there. In a, Correct, yeah, yeah. yep, which is important to the public because we had to cut back services. Some of them made sense, right? Um, we didn't operate our pools. We couldn't operate our rec centers or a lot of our recreation programming. We had to really cut down on what we did with the libraries. All of those are coming back. We also cut back on our park maintenance efforts because we just didn't have the cash 
cash to do it. That's all being restored, um, and our forestry um, department uh, will be back at uh, full strength. So those are things that uh, I know are important uh, in terms of our day-to-day service delivery. Let's talk a little bit more about capital expenses. Uh, you told me, what was it told you? You told me 14? Almost $2 billion. $2 billion. Over, $2 billion. Uh, over what time yep. frame? Not in one year. Probably. Over a 10-year period. Over 10 years. What, yep. are, what are a couple of the big projects you're looking at there? Well, the largest project is under construction right now, and that's the uh, the construction of a new water plant. But then right behind that comes uh, our comes an improvement to our water or our sewer uh, system. I'm sorry, and uh, reconstruction of our current sewer operation, uh, and that's uh, so that we can meet federal guidelines for clean water. And uh, you know, both of those projects uh, probably account for. Um, wow, um, maybe $800 million mm-hmm. uh, over a period of time. Well, the, the water, back to the water, we've been kind of working on that for quite a while now. I mean, Right, right. But we're, we're the just under construction now, so we're still funding it. Okay. Um, and, it uh, and we'll be paying off the debt on that for uh, you know, a number of years. Uh, another big project would be what? Uh... Well, it's not sexy, but it's surely in demand, and I hear from our residents on a frequent basis, and that's our street system and street maintenance. And over the 10-year period, we've got about $163 million allocated for upgrade and improvement to our streets. Yeah. Uh, so, And that continues to rise. That, so over a 10-year period, that average is $16 million. When I got here, we were probably putting in uh, – Four million dollars, two to four million dollars, depending on the year. So that's you can see how much the council has uh, increased the priority for street maintenance. Yeah, if you say it's not sexy, but if you hit one of those potholes, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And the problem is, you, you you either hit or avoid that same pothole day in and day out. So <laughs> yeah. it's so important for us yeah. to, to get the streets upgraded. And and I like I said, I hear from residents about that all the time. Um, the other, you know, the other things that are important to us you know, is a c- continued commitment to public safety, and we have uh, uh, police stations or substations throughout the community, and we'll be uh, building new substations uh, over the ten-year period. So there'll be four of those constructed. The first one will be the East substation, and then we'll be, I believe, remodeling and upgrading six of our fire stations as well. Yeah, how? What about the fire department? We we hear a lot about the police department, and, and, and over the past year, at least. Uh, what about the fire department? You know, we had this controversy over at the county with the ambulances. Don't uh, city rescue squads go with every ambulance call or for most ambulance calls? Yeah, what's the problem? Well, on our fire, no, well, on our fire units, we have first responders, and those are uh, folks who are trained in EMS and. When they arrive at the scene, they're the first ones to provide help until EMS can arrive and a paramedic can arrive on the scene. So it's a very important part of uh, the delivery of, you know, public safety services or or, uh, emergency medical services. Um, We've had some concerns about um, a slow erosion of our service levels. And as a result of that, we're in the middle of a study right now to determine if there's a better way to deploy uh, our staff and our equipment and whether or not we need additional resources. And the council has put aside a million dollars in the next year's budget to help us uh, implement any recommendations that come from that study to go ahead and and enhance our service levels. We want to make sure that uh, we don't have uh, any kind of controversy regarding how long it takes us to arrive at a scene. I'm going to get kind of personal for just a second here. 
this pandemic and and if I'm, I'm pretty much I'm in a lot better frame of mind now than I was during the middle of that thing. But I, I got to tell you, I had some dark days and I had friends who said, basically, frankly, I've been depressed about this. And it seems like a lot of uh, males over the age of 50. Uh, do you have any of those dark days when all of this was going on? Uh, Steve, I, I really didn't. I think it's because of the challenges that we were facing on a regular basis here. But I, uh, I'll tell you, I was tired a lot, and um, I just uh, got away for a week vacation, and it was the first time I'd been able to really decompress since this all started, and I I encourage everyone who has felt that pressure, and even if you don't think you're feeling it, get away and find a way not to worry about the day-to-day activities at at work, uh, because it's... You know, mental health days are really important, and, and I think we're seeing the impact um, on a lot of folks and a lot of industries. We just see this uh, economic economy trying to recover, and there there are little things, so the labor thing for one. Uh, there are no new cars. Uh, right. Yeah. None. The, and yeah. That amazes me that for lack of computer chips, we can't get new cars in America. And I, I don't understand why somebody can't solve that. Uh, and it's just that yeah. those are little things. Generally, yeah. <laughs> I can still I can yeah. go to a restaurant and all that. That's fine. But, gosh, I feel for the guys at the car lots. They can't sell uh, their cars. I know. But I'm sure they got a nice backlog. And so once they start producing again, I'm, well, everybody will be driving. That's another point. The economy's. you think the economy's looking good with this. Uh, I mean, Boeing is starting to starting to perk. And with that, spirits coming along and, and – uh, some of those big manufacturing jobs coming back, that can, that's going to be good for our economy. Well, I think so. My, my biggest concern right now is the short term. Um, you mentioned that uh, uh, some businesses are having a hard time getting employees uh, or candidates uh, for uh, our job applicants, excuse me. Yeah. And so I, I told you we're going to use about $20 million of our ARPA money, our federal money, and we're going to try to ha- put a portion of that aside for small business assistance and some for workforce training. And this is a great time to be looking at diversifying our economy. We've talked about that for probably 20-plus years in this community. This is a great time to hit that restart button. Make sure that our aviation companies are strong, but let's find other lines of work that make sense. And I think there's some folks that are looking at that. And then I'm also really excited about something that's going on at Wichita State's Innovation Campus, and that is what they call a smart manufacturing facility. And that allows people to look at how we're going to use intel. Um, uh, artificial intelligence yeah. and um, robotics and all of that. And that'll keep us from being the next Detroit, right? We want to be on the cutting edge of manufacturing. And I think some really good days are ahead of us. Honestly, honestly, that diversification thing, that's been talked about since the late 60s. Yeah. <laughs> but there's always yeah. been this up and down cycle with the, with the, with the aircraft. If we right. could accomplish that and get two or three other things going, that would, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Well, I think we have the right people in the right places right now to uh, that are big thinkers uh, that are going to help us move in that direction. Hmm. Well, see, what you need to do is find some computer that's got artificial intelligence to tell you what to do next. About, <laughs> yeah. About yeah. artificial Steve, intelligence. I know we're going to run out of time, but I did want to tell you one other big initiative that yep. we're working on is okay. affordable housing. And I think you'll see some uh, exciting things uh, coming out of City Hall uh, later this fall. Uh, that will help us jumpstart um, housing construction for entry-level housing. And that's so important in this community. All right. Well, we, I think we've covered almost everything. We've got about 40 seconds left. Is there anything you want to say that I haven't covered here, sir? 
Well, Steve, it's as always, it's been great to visit with you. I hope things are going well for you and uh, all of uh, our audience. Um, it's um, like I, I just I really am looking forward to what twenty end of twenty one and next uh, year twenty twenty two will bring to us. I think we're going to see some really exciting things in Wichita. Could be good. All right, as always, thanks for spending some time with us, and we appreciate it. And consider that budget going forward over the next couple of weeks here at City Hall. Thank you, sir. Wichita City Manager Robert Layton, our guest this week. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2021. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.